Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by Miss Rachel Bradshaw. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? You look amazing. Ugh, you look amazing. I like all of these like horse heads behind you. I know. <laughs> That's up above my bed. I'm in my bungalow right now. So it's like very colorful. I love it. Where, so where is this? Are you in Texas or am I just I'm in Texas. I'm right outside of Dallas. So that's nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love it here. Have you been there like all of quarantine or? Yeah, I've, yep. I've been here all of quarantine. And then my, I think what you see on the show, we're at my dad's house a lot. And so I was there for a few months, honestly. And then, um, kind of back and forth between here, me and, all the girls, we live on ranches. So I was like ranch bouncing every week. Wow. So does everyone like live near you? No. Lacey, Lacey lives in Hawaii. And then um, Aaron and Scott live like 20 minutes away. And then dad lives right next to them. So we're all pretty close. And is your father's house, is that where you grew up? Yeah. The one you see on TV, um, he didn't have that until I was like 10 years old. But the home we grew up in is... Um, more closer to Dallas area. So that's nice. And you're just a total Texas girl. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm a Texas girl, but I'm more of like a city girl at heart, but I do appreciate and love Texas rural areas. Yes. Dallas is nice. I like Dallas. I love Dallas. Yeah. Dallas is, that's where, that's my jam. I love Dallas. And I love I love Dallas. So what was your childhood like? I always like to start at the beginning. Oh my God. In reference just to, yeah. Okay. So I think growing up as the way we did, you know, having dad as our, our dad, it was 50% amazing. Cause we got to do cool stuff. We got to travel, like do, um, you know, go to premieres, go to Super Bowls. But then the other 50% was probably like, I got bullied in school pretty bad. People didn't really understand us. And so that was kind of tough because, you know, we weren't, we weren't put in private schools and all that. My dad was like, nope, they're going to go to public schools and they're not going to get any special treatment. And I think it kind of like backfired a little, but 
you know, I didn't even know dad was, when I was a kid, I was like, what, what um, network is your dad on? I mean, I truly thought everyone's dads were, were just on a TV show. I had no clue. That was like a special thing. So I didn't even know he was who he was until I was probably in high school, to be honest. Really? Like what, like, how'd you figure it out? guys they're like your dad's jerry bradshaw and i'm like yeah who cares people and you just we got treated differently and you know guys thought it was school's thing and you know girls were like who's that and why do guys you know care so much and so it's like it's a funny transition to just an older crowd when you're in high school i mean that's just what i would have thought like you basically just answered like five questions i was going to ask you i mean i would think you know it didn't really make a difference for like girlfriends, but I figured guys would like be totally impressed. Oh, they just thought it was the coolest thing since sliced bread. It was like, wow. Why did you get bullied? Like, I would think at some point, was it ever the opposite? Like, you know, where like people were kind of like kissing up to you, like, oh, your dad's a public figure. Yeah, I think a lot of my, I didn't know or value really like true friendships until I was probably in college. Um, Cause a lot of my friendships were kind of fake and they were like, oh, she's this person's daughter. We have to be friends with her. But then a lot of people, you know, if guys think your dad is so cool and you get all that attention, girls don't like that. And so that was a really hard thing for me. You know, I would, I would struggle with that a lot and people just assume, oh, your dad's famous. Oh, this, you're a snob. You're this, you're, you, you have all these. And I understand I've, I've, I'm guilty of judgment before meeting somebody as well, but that preconceived notion of, oh, they've got all these things and this is her status is a really tough thing to walk into in high school, high school. You're, you know, it's like puberty and you've got older guys and older girls. And so you're, it was, um. I had to move high schools. It, it got bad. Like, it got really bad. But Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, listen, high school is, I, I don't really have anything fun to say about high like, school I either. I hated high school. Most people are like, I loved high school. I'm like, I literally, you could not pay me to go back to high school. I no. could not agree more. It was a horrible, <laughs> like, there's nothing I have to say good about it. So I feel like I'm always that Debbie Downer that I'm like, ew, high school. And everyone's like, oh, well whatever so but like in a weird way at least I think like for me like I kind of in a weird way helps you because like one of the worst experiences is like at the beginning of your life and then everything else is you're just kind of like oh I've had it much worse than this yes exactly that's a good way to put it and so then so how was dating with guys like do guys always want to come over your house to like meet your father um yes they did um I think the the dating situation I at first I was like, oh, the guys like me. And yeah, of course, you know, I'm not going to discredit myself that much, but yeah, I would, I got dates very easily. And there was a handful that I really liked. And then I'd go around their friends at like the first party and they're like, you're Terry's daughter. And I'm like, who are you? I didn't like how I, I thought I'm like meeting his friends. And so I could tell that he had just talked about me in that, that form instead of him bringing a girl around. And then I also, I, I had a, a really um, serious high school boyfriend, like like my high school sweetheart, uh, Justin Davidson. And he was a golfer, like not into football at all. So that was, um, you know, that was really genuine. Were you into football? I hated football, to be honest, for the longest time. And then when I moved, I was 18 when I moved to Nashville and I became more of a football fan because football, dad was gone a lot. You know, he was working 
they filmed the show in LA and, you know, he's doing commercials and doing all this stuff and football is always on Thanksgiving, Christmas. So there was a lot of really important like holidays we missed out with him. So I kind of like was bitter towards football. And then I, then I loved it once I got older and I wasn't a little brat anymore about being selfish. Do your sisters like football or were you just like a non, I mean, I'm a non-sports person. So just curious. Lacey, Lacey's the sport, the athlete. She loves football. Aaron and I love it in the background with like a beer in hand on a Sunday. And we see, you know, a diehard like fan of a team or anything. And we see Lacey on the show kind of being more into sports than the two of you. Were you a reality TV fan or like, are you, or were you before the Bradshaw Bunch came about? Uh, So I have always loved reality TV. It's either reality or it's movies. And I just, I always thought it would be so cool if we did a reality show as a family, but obviously dad was never into that. It was never, you know, even an option. And then when this all came about, we got the show. I couldn't believe it. Hey, hey, this was all dad's idea. He was so excited about it. And then it just worked out or happened to, you know, be picked up by by E and all, but yeah, I always was fascinated with that process. And I've had friends that have done very successful reality shows that got a lot out of them and had a great time. And so that's kind of the way I took it. But Aaron and Lacey were like, I do not know what the hell we're getting ourselves into, but now they love it. And it was all, so what are some of your favorite reality shows or like, what were some from the past? Um, I, I love Kardashians. I always have. I just love the Kardashians. Um, my best friend, Jesse Decker, her and Eric had a show on E. I loved their show. Um, and then the Housewives franchise, those are really entertaining. Um, I, you know, growing up Laguna Beach, like all those shows are just. Laguna Beach and the Hills. Those are classic. Laguna Beach and the Hills. Like that's what I grew up with. And so that was just kind of like, I just love reality. Listen, The Hills and Laguna Beach and The Kardashians are three of the best shows that have ever existed. They are. And I feel like they've built, especially as, you know, like our generation, they've built so, they've, they've literally like curated our culture and fashion and all of that. And I think that's really cool that you can do all of that with a reality show if you're smart about it. Totally. It could lead to so much. For sure. Do you run into any of the Dallas Housewives like living right there? I, you know what, um, that is the only one that I have not seen. I just haven't watched it. I, I'm kind of like a beginner kind of girl. I like to watch something from the beginning and follow it. And that's the only franchise I didn't watch and everybody, people love it. I I need to check it out because I am from Dallas. I probably should check that out. You need to just, yeah, you have to start at the beginning. Is it good? Like everyone says it's good. It's good. Like, is it the best? You know, it's certainly no New York or Beverly Hills. Like Jersey and Beverly Hills are my jam. Those are, those are so entertaining. Those are good ones. Yeah. So the Bradshaw Bunch, it was all your father's idea. Um, so my dad did a show called Better Late Than Never. Um, do you, did you ever see it? It was great. It was a great (laughs) show. So funny. So Jason Ehrlich was the producer of that show and we had this, huge surprise birthday party that my stepmom Tammy threw for my dad 
and it was his 70th birthday. So flew in, they flew in everybody. It was this huge surprise. And Jason Ehrlich was there and me and the girls got up and did a speech and we were crying and like telling dad how much we loved him. And he literally whispers to my dad's agent, Ira, he said, this is a TV show. Like we have to do the show and it has to be for E network. Ira's like, what? Okay, Jason, you've had a lot of whiskey, whatever. And ended up being, they pitched the idea to my dad a couple days later. My dad was like, let's do it. And that's how this all came about. Wow. Did you watch better late than never? I peed myself laughing most of the time. I I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. And it was one of the funniest, like, I thought it was hysterical. It really was such a great idea for a show. Yeah, just a bunch of like older, like, you know, these huge legends, you know, traveling, not knowing anything, eating, you know, there was one where they were drinking wine and they had, um, mouse, uh, uh, like baby had like eggs in it or something or something with mice and it was this delicacy in Asia. I think I remember that. Yeah. Did you did you grow up like did you see like William Shatner like are they like really good like did he or Henry Winkler were they just like over the house or? So now they are Henry and dad are super close. I went to William Shatner's house and watched Better Late Than Never. It was like Dwight Yoakam Shatner like all these huge people but growing up it was more football stars like I would, I will never forget. I was in middle school and I walked into the kitchen and Troy Aikman was just hanging out in my kitchen. And I was like, oh, Troy Aikman, he's so hot. Oh my God. Dad, dad's like, you need to chill it. Like, this is not appropriate. You need to like, shut up. But it was stuff like that, that he, and he just always brought around like football stars, which was a huge deal. You know, do you ever get like starstruck? Like, are you the type to get starstruck? I got starstruck when I met Cher. Dad and Cher did the Jay Leno show, and I got very starstruck with him. Um, and then uh, Wayne Newton. I got starstruck with Wayne Newton. Uh, I spilled my nachos on him when I was 10 years old. We were all sitting together at, in Vegas at the Vegas Rodeo. It was like Dad, me, um, uh, Wayne. And those are the only probably two like biggest ones that I was starstruck. I've met Cher before and I like lost it. Like I couldn't breathe. I, like, I was I, looking, she's so larger than life and it's Cher. Like it's Cher. You know, it's like a Madonna. I've never met Madonna, but just people like that. And you know, I'm in music and stuff. So those people are heroes to me. And then Wayne Newton is just, he's Wayne Newton. So people like that, I don't get starstruck often. It's not even like a starstruck. It's just like, wow, you were in the, in my presence. And, and I, it's like, you're huge. And so it's just, I, I just, yeah, I get in awe sometimes. So your father was on the Tonight Show the same, like the same time Cher, like they were the uh-huh. two guests. Yeah, she performed and they did the energy together and all of that. And you were like, where'd you meet, like, where'd you meet her backstage or? It was, actually, it was an anniversary of the Leno show. So they had, they had all of the, no, Lily, sorry, my dogs are yelling. I saw uh, her come in there. They screen. had um all of the. Leno's favorite people that he's had on the show. Dad was on it the most times in history. I think it was like 60 something times. So it's the parking lot behind where like Leno parks his cars and stuff. Cause there was so many of us and there was like a little gathering after the celebration. And that's when I, I met her. Did anything happen? Like she just said, hi, I mean, you were younger, so I'm sure she was lovely. Well, she, Oh, she was uh, uh, like so beautiful and just like fat like fabulous and her no her and dad were just hanging out talking and I was just like looking up and I'm like 
shares like I can smell her perfume and her hair and it was just like <laughs> this this like surreal moment so yeah she he was just having a conversation with her how was Jay Leno Jay Leno so I've met Jay a lot I actually sang on the show with me and dad did a duet on the Leno show I love Jay Leno he is one of the most endearing sweet like just there's a reason he's he's become so successful. He just knows how to make you feel loved and talk to people. And, you know, he interviews people for a living and gets to know them. And so just to see him, you know, I'd be walking down the hallway and he'd be like, Hey, Rachel, he give me a high five. And I'm like, wow, just, he's, he's just like a larger than life. Kind of like dad, honestly, people, people, when they meet dad, people like cry or people just like, he, they can't get over him because he's such a big personality. And so it's crazy to see that reaction from, fans or you know the general public because he's just such a big deal like personality wise people love him they love him so when this idea for the Bradshaw Bunch came about you said like you were you were into it your sisters weren't like who was the most like was anyone not on board like did your father have to convince anyone just like I don't want to be on tv I was all about it I was I thought this was the best thing ever my sister Erin was the only one that was like I don't really know about this and then obviously when dad's into it, Lacey, me, and I'm telling them, I'm like, you guys, this is going to be so much fun. And there's so much cool stuff that could happen if people like it, just venture out and get out of your comfort zone. And so now it's so funny. Erin called yesterday. She's like, my Instagram following has gone. <laughs> she's like, it's gone up like 45%. And I was dying laughing. She's like, this company reached out about this. It's just funny. Like she, they're like realizing what you, you know, just the fun perks and stuff. So it's like totally. a good and sweet response. There's so much positive that could come from it. Yeah. And being a reality fan, you obviously were like, I totally want to do this. I always wanted to do one anyway. I just thought it would be so much fun. And then when we did it, I was like, oh God, this is with our family. I, we get to hang out every day. I haven't spent this much time with our family probably ever. So we, I kind of got to, to get to know everybody over again. You know, I was, I've been away for a while. We all have our own lives. And so it was fun to just spend time together. And that's what I was going to say. Like that must be a park, right? Like that you all got to work together. I mean, that yeah, has to be nice. You work with your family and it's a funny show. So you're, you know, like when dad ate a worm, that whole scene, we, we were so bored. And I was like, we got to We were quarantined, you know, there's nothing to do. And so I, I think Lacey or Noah bought the, bought the worms. And like when dad ate that worm, we were all like gagging and it was so funny. It was moments like that where I'll never forget. We were all having a blast together. So. Did you ever, or did it take you a while to get used to the cameras or just, you kind of knew what to expect? The first day I was petrifying. You know, you've got, you know, a, I watch E. E is like on my TV 24 seven. That's my jam. And so the fact, you know, you're going to be on a T a network that's so big. It's like, wow, this moment where I'm just relaxing in our living room is going to be here. So what do I look like? Does everything look okay? And you have no, and they're, you're, you know, we're doing different scenes and like having fun. And, but yeah, I, I was freaked out at first. And then probably after the first week, I didn't even, they weren't even there anymore. It's just like, like your life. Days. 
Totally. A reality show is like filming a movie. I don't think people realize what all goes in to a reality show. It's literally hours and hours and hours and hours. So after a while, you just don't even care anymore. You're like, oh, let's just have fun. Well, now that you're on E, do you like at some point want to call in any favors and just say, you know, hey, like maybe have a meeting, but you know, like just say hi to Khloe Kardashian, like, you know, I mean, you're on the same network. It's so crazy. Um, Kristen and I, Cavalieri, we've got a lot of mutual friends. Um, I feel like I know her, but I don't, but it's not yet. It's still weird. I'm still, this morning I had, um, had Eon and uh, then it was like the next family of E is the Bradshaw bunch. And it had all of these, it was like this huge thing of like millions of posts about us and stuff. And I get weird. I'm not comfortable with it yet. It's so weird. I'll admit it. As important it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. And it's in quarantine too. So like other than social media followers, like have you thought about like, you know, I mean like the world's opens a little bit, you know, it's open kind of, but like when the world is open, you know, like, isn't, are you prepared for that? You know, like people won't recognize your father only anymore. Right. I was at, Texas is a little more open than most places. Yeah. Um, I went to lunch the other day and there was a group of girls and they were like freaking out and they're like, can we get your picture? And my mom, my mom was with me. She's like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been recognized a pretty good bit, but if the world was open, um, I, I guess I'm so used to it with dad. I would just kind of roll with the punches. It wouldn't be that different because we already get recognized, but then it would just be like, Hey, can I get a picture with Rachel and the girls and not just dad. So I don't think, I think I'm prepared. I'm sure your father will find it like interesting, you know, like when he's with you, if that happens, you know, just like, oh yeah, like my whole family's on TV now. Right. The other day he was somewhere and someone was like, oh my gosh, Tammy, can I get a picture with you? And he goes, wait, what? And it was so weird for him. Like he, that's not normal, obviously. So um, he's kind of seen it, but I'm, it, it'll be funny the first time we go out in public as a family, people's reaction, because we don't, you know, we're not really out right now. Right. And then like, I think people will really freak out. Cause like, you know, like when you see a whole bunch of people from one show right. together, that's just kind of how it works. Yeah. So once the filming was over, like now that, you know, we're several weeks into it, like, what do you think? Like, as you watch it back, do you ever have moments of like, 
Or even when you were filming, like, oh my God, why did I say that? Like, I wish that wouldn't be shown. Like, do you have any regrets? Or like, are you just too cringe as you watch yourself back? Or you just love watching it? I thought, I was really afraid. I'm like, am I going to cringe the whole time when I'm watching this? Am I going to, what are we going to look like? You know, all of that kind of stuff. And Jason Ehrlich, our producer, is such a good friend. Like, I trust him with the world. And the way that the show's edited. I was so proud of it and the music and the way everyone comes off. I actually, this morning I was getting ready for the day. I had another interview earlier and I just turned the Bradshaw bunch on because I wanted, I hadn't seen my dad in in a week and I wanted to see dad. And I was like, okay, this is why we filmed this show. It's just family memories. And I genuinely just wanted to watch the show. And so that's a good sign, I think. Yeah, and like, not that you've done anything cringeworthy. Like, personally, I can't listen to this podcast. Like, I can't stand to listen to my voice. And the thought of it is an absolute nightmare to me. But people seem to not mind it. So I just meant like that, you know. By the way, thank you. This is, I love your podcast. So thank you for having me. You can come on anytime you want. I would love to. Mine is I laugh. I have a cackle. It's not a laugh. So the entire show, I'm like, "Ah!" and I'm like, oh, God, maybe we should change up the laugh or something. But it's me. So that's just is who I am. Was there anything like prior to going into it where you were just kind of like, I don't want this to come out. Like, I don't want anyone to know this about me or like anyone, you know, anything like that. Or you were just like, this is reality TV. We have no choice. It's my, my vision was it's reality TV. I, you know, I was married at one point and my husband passed away in a pretty tragic Um, way. And so I was really, I didn't sleep a couple nights because I didn't want, um, people are going to know that and I'm going to talk about it, but I didn't want pain to come back. If people found out, you know, people said anything negative, thank God, everybody was just like, so like, just so sweet about it. Nobody, nobody said anything negative. And that's just, that took me years to heal over. So Uh, that was one thing I was like, oh dear Lord, I don't want this to come up, come back up in the world. And we have to relive these horrible moments. And it didn't thank God. So that was the one thing really, but my social media too, I, there was a few things probably like eight to 10 years ago of me being drunk, like, oh, me and my batches with like, smell it like with the E word. I'm like, why am I, why would I post that? So I kind of went and I cleaned up my Instagram of just stupid stuff. But that was, that was really it, honestly. Well, I mean, and that's understandable that you wouldn't want to relive something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had, you know, cause it happens to everyone, but I mean, again, no one's really done anything on the show to really cause hate. But like, do you have a lot of like, like has social media been kind to you? I have not had, I went on, I went through a breakup on the show and his baby mama and, and that side um, have sent some pretty rude messages other than that, which is understandable when you, when you don't look good on TV or, I'm sure they're like, he's probably regretting how he acted and treated me and all that, but that's just a given every single person. I kid you not. It's like, we love you. Oh my God. The first show that's reality that I can watch with my husband and my kids. And you know, you, you hear some bleeping, but it's like pretty, a pretty appropriate show that a family can watch together or, Oh my gosh, my husband lost his job. I'm about to lose mine. This has been the worst year ever. And your show is just like the biggest it's like pure joy. It's stuff like that literally all day, every day. It's been really good feedback. That's good. Cause you know, just you could do nothing wrong and social media comes for you. 
those trolls. Yeah, you'll just so I and it'll it will come. I'm sure there'll be something said or whatever where people will attack. But thus far, it's been smooth sailing. You just gotta block it out. You gotta block it out. Yeah. And the trolls. I mean, you do like 99% of things wonderful, and then you do one little thing, and it's like, does anyone remember the other 99% of the things I've been doing for the past gazillion years? No, I know. Or it's we actually had a family meeting, and Dad said, "All right." We don't know who, it, how this show is going to go. If you get a floodgate of horrible messages, let it roll off your back. You cannot lose sleep over what someone says. Someone could be like, hey, you're ugly. Or, hey, we don't like this. Or, hey, oh, I, I saw a bunch of like, you know, oh, a privileged family and who wants to watch that and I saw a bunch of stuff like that on Twitter before the show aired and there's still stuff like that but I just I was like I you know whatever well you could respond and you could say there's this thing called keeping up with the Kardashians I mean apparently people want to watch it right I mean it's and we're in it's such a weird time right now that um, I don't respond to anything. I just, I'm like, you know what? Everyone has their opinion and you just have, if you watch the show, you'll understand what type of show it is. And, and I, I feel like there's been some pretty, my story, especially in the show is kind of dark. I'm going through a lot of ups and downs. And so that's been the drama of the show, but it's like every woman in the world's been messed with in a relationship or lied to or whatever. So that's kind of been the only negative drama, but things are going to happen and someone might not like it and that's okay. Did anyone else give you advice? Like all these other friends, like the Deckers or anyone else who's been on reality TV, like yes. what type the of number advice? One thing Jesse said to me, she said, get to know your crew and have a relationship with them have a friendship because these are the people behind the cameras and not that anything could happen if they don't like you, but just be nice, have fun with them. Like, and, and literally at the first, like first day of filming, dad was like handing out cookies to everybody. And honestly, the crew, probably like half of them have become best friends. I mean, they're such cool people and they're, they're filming your life. And so it was fun. She goes, you'll just have more trust if you have a good relationship. And then it makes the show better because you're not being defensive. And that was the best advice she gave me. Do you ever watch the Chrisleys? I do watch the Chrisleys. It's, I mean, it's not the same, but it's just, I don't know. That's my parallel. It's kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Chrisleys is their family dynamic. And I think Todd Chrisley is hysterical. So I've watched their show from day one. And I mean, they're on like season eight or something. Good for them. You know, you must've been so excited though. Like when it ended up at E, like just being a reality TV person. Oh, I just love E. I love like the Bellas and I'm just an E person. So when I, the Chrisleys went to E and then whenever E's just, it's the biggest, you know, it's like they it's owned by NBC and, and they're connected to Bravo and USA network and, and they just bring good content. They, they really do. So I've always been, heck, I even remember there was a, a show about, what was it? Um, do you remember the show? It was about like a tanning salon with all these super hot people and it was an E show. And it no. was like, I mean, and like, I remember most, I can't okay. It was, it was like, about a tanning salon. It was about a tanning salon, like Sunset Tan. And then you had the, the Hugh Hefner Playboy show with with them. Like, I've just always watched. And, like, did you watch Rich Kids of Beverly Hills? Yeah. That like, was <laughs> the best. 
so funny. I did Daily Pop the other day and, and Morgan interviewed me and I was a little bit like, oh my God, I love her from that show. Morgan is amazing. Hysterical. And no, he is like, it's, it's a great, and Very Cavalry was one of the oh, best Very shows Cavalry, ever. yes. All those shows. So talk to me about your music. Like, did you, I mean, you must've thought like the show can't be bad for your music career. Yeah. Um, I start, so true story. I was in Nashville for 13 years. And when I moved back home a few years ago, I, we got this show. We like the idea for the show was kind of in play like a year after moving back home. And I was in real estate. I was never going to sing again. I was tired of the industry. I just did not want to do it ever again. And I'd been singing since I was in diapers. And so whenever we were filming, my dad kept saying, he's like, you really don't want to sing again. And we're halfway through filming, um, almost halfway done with the season. And he's like, you really don't want to sing. And I said, dad, please stop pressuring me. I genuinely just don't want to do this anymore. Then COVID hit and I'm so bored and I'm a piano player. So I literally woke up one morning and it had been a couple months of quarantine and I could not do it anywhere. I was literally going crazy and I just sat down and I wrote a whole record and I was like, oh, this is not bad. Like, this is good. You know, I love like Lana Del Rey, Coldplay Lumineers. So that's kind of my vibe. And I shipped it off to Nashville to my friend Leland. And then I played all the work tapes, just like voice memos on my phone for my family. And they were like, you have to release this music. And you have a huge platform ahead of you. People are going to care. You know, in Nashville, I was always producing great content and like begging people to love it. And if you're not into that music business world and you're not following a vibe, like a, with the lines, it's just doesn't work out for you. And I just couldn't play the game anymore. Well, now I'm like, oh my God, I just released Wild Horse last week and it's just, it's doing really good and I'm so excited. Why did you never want to sing again? Just because it's like a really tough business? It was just, I had been in Nashville for 13 years and prior to moving there at 18, I'd been singing since I was a kid. And, you know, I wrote, I wrote a number one song for another artist. And so I got some success in the songwriting world, but I just couldn't seem to get in line with the whole, let's get a record deal and follow their rules. And this is what you're supposed to look like. If you haven't won American Idol, then social media and Instagram started. So then it was like, well, you ha if you haven't won American Idol, then you're not going to make it. And then it was like, well, if you don't have a hundred thousand Instagram followers, then you're still not going to make it. And I was like, I can't win anymore. I just, you just get tired. And I literally got burnt out. Did so. you ever think of going on American Idol? I tried out for American Idol. I didn't make it. I then tried out for The Voice. I did make The Voice auditions. And then something happened and I, I canceled the entire thing. Actually, I got a record deal. And so I didn't need The Voice anymore. But That makes probably, sense. I just didn't go through with it. But... Yeah, you know, you just you just get tired of stuff sometimes. It's so funny how, like, all the music shows have kind of changed the business. I mean, I think it's kind of coming full circle now because there's so many music shows that, I don't know, like, when has the last Carrie Underwood or Kelly Clarkson really come? Right. From Like, from those shows. Well, yeah, and now it's like, then you, you're shifting in if you don't have, and then it's like, reality show or then hey just go to spotify and if you get a million streams and you're in who knows anymore it's like the world is anyone's oyster at this point there's no cookie cutter way to do any of this anymore 
And you wrote, uh, just it really is because of COVID. You just were bored. I mean, I've done so much during COVID, so I get it. Like, this yeah. show has kind of had a moment during COVID. You just literally were like, I'm so bored. I, I was, why not? I haven't been bored. I don't even remember the last time, maybe when I was a kid, like high school or whatever. But I was, I, I, I was not working. We weren't filming. I had no friends that I was hanging out with. I'm just stuck in the house. And then I, so I just listened to music all the time. I would literally like sit in the pool all day and listen to music. And then I'd had a few white claws and I was like, I am so inspired right now. I, you know what? I'm going to do music again and wrote two songs in one day. And then I was like, Rachel, you're crazy. You, you've never like, this is a bizarre idea. And then I woke up and I had more that I wanted to share. And then I wrote another song. Then six songs later, I was, I was so excited and motivated. And that, that had been almost a month of writing. And then we got to film again. And so I was like, well, I wrote a record and I'm going to go to Nashville and, and make this come to life. And so yeah, COVID. Thanks. COVID. Seriously. <laughs> and, and that's how long it's, that's how long it took, like a month-ish. And that's a not month a long time. To write it all and yeah. Wow. And so Wild Horse is the new single. Like what is that about? Like where was the inspiration for that? Yeah. Wild Horse is about the danger of love and how love it's scary. It's super dangerous. It'll rip your heart out. But then the chorus is super light and um, Cole plays my favorite band. So, you know, the world's been around dance with the lights out. Like, it's just like love so serious, but then this is what it is. This is what it should be every single night. Like take a chance. And I was in a really coming out of that breakup and I was really like, man, I'm 33 and I just got cheated on and dumped and you know, what is life right now? Now we're in COVID and I don't even have a job. (laughs) And so instead of writing about the sadness, I just wrote about love, you know, in its entirety, pretty much. And like, just, this is so stereotypical, but just because of Nashville, do people, are people shocked to hear like Coldplay and Lana Del Rey, like those are your musical, you know, as opposed to country hard, like through and through? Yeah, I literally said, I, um, I told my manager when all of this went down, we were producing and I said, I don't care about radio. I don't care to have a record deal. I really genuinely, I just want to make music that I think is cool that I would listen to. That's fun. I don't care about, I, I don't care to get anything out of this. I genuinely don't. I just love to create and that's what's in my blood. And he goes, and that right there is the exact mentality that you should always have with your music. And if ever that changes, that's when it doesn't become fun anymore. And that's when you'll go on another hiatus and be over it. And so then everyone was listening to the mixes and Leland, my producer, he's like, this is so could be country. This, the next song, Aphrodite that I'm going to release, it's super pop, but like, I, what is Nashville country anymore? And so then I look on iTunes and I'm under the country genre and it was doing really well. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, and like, yeah. there's, it's a fine line. Story. Like look at Taylor Swift, yeah. like country and pop and a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorites right now is Breland who has the truck song and it's doing really, really well. And, um, he started with TikTok and it was this huge TikTok song. And now he's doing a record with Keith Urban. It's like, you just, it, there's no stereotypes anymore. I feel like in, in Nashville, which is kind of a first for a long time coming. Are you big into TikTok? I, just I mean, 
I'm not. I'm, not I'm just one. curious. No, I'm not. I like, I have one, but I'm like, I don't know how to use it. I've, you've got Instagram, you've got Twitter, you've got Facebook. I'm also busy. I travel all the time. I don't, they're like, everyone's like, we well, need to learn TikTok. I'm like, I don't know how to learn TikTok. It's just not my thing. I don't want to do a dance. I, I, no, no, you're, the answer is no. I have tried it. I don't understand it either. It makes no like, sense to I'm me. I'm like, how do you do this? And like, how do you pin that? And like, what does that mean? And you have people like you, but then they follow you. I don't get it. It's, I still need to, I don't understand it. I agree. I do not understand it. I tried it and I'm like, this is so confusing and I couldn't get it to work. And I'm like, why am I trying to do this? Just because I should. This, I don't enjoy this. I'm not going to do it. No, I know. I literally had my phone like set up and I was trying to do something and seeing something. And I literally was like, you look like a total ass. You've literally spent an hour trying to do this and it's just, it's not working for you and you're not enjoying it. So it's probably time to just know that you're not a TikTok person. What about real estate? Like, do you miss real estate? Did you love real estate? I love, I I still have my license and all of that. And I kind of always want to have my license, but it was, re- I was really affected by, by, um, coronavirus. I mean, I didn't have, I had a really good listing in downtown Dallas, which I've already sold, sold that, but, um, people weren't buying or selling anything for months. And so now I'm all about, I'm all about the show. I'm all about music. I, there's so much I want to do and focus on. I mean, that's a full music is a full-time job. It is. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work. And obviously there's been a lot of stuff come up recently that are going to be really cool projects. And I'm just excited to, I kind of want to do it all. I don't want to put myself in a, in a corner with anything. Do you guys like call your father and just like after like, I mean, do you all watch it like on the phone together? Do you watch it in real time? Oh, um, yes. Me and Aaron, Lacey's in Hawaii. So we can't, we text nonstop during the show. Um, and then dad, he, what's funny, dad doesn't want to watch it during the, he'll DVR it, but he waits in the morning to have our family call to be like, what happened? And I'm like, all right, well, you were super, it's funny. I'll be like, you were so funny. You did this. He's like, oh, I did. Oh, I'll watch it now. Okay. Like he has to be like, like pumped up. And then, and I, I just have to be like, it's so funny. It's so this, and then he'll watch it. But me and Aaron watched it in real time a lot. And then Lacey, we all are on like a group text and then dad waits till the next day. Once he gets the whole recap. Have the Deckers reached out to you to say, we watched it. So Justy, um, I was just with her a couple days ago. They threw a watch party for me, which was super sweet. So it was like all of our friends and them, and we all watched it together. And then I was staying with her on I don't know, four days ago, it was for her sister's baby shower. And so we watched the last episode together. She's been such a supportive, such a supportive friend. It's a really cute show. I think everyone needs to be watching it. Thank you. What is next for you? Like, you know, like the world is, you know, semi-open now. So everyone's kind of out and about, like, what are your plans? My plans right now, I've been really busy and I've been traveling a lot. So I just want to enjoy the show. I'm excited to release. Um, you'll see 
in the next five episodes, you'll see me get back into music. And so I get really into it. And you, you see like that whole process, which is super cool. I haven't seen any of the footage, so I'm excited to watch it. But I'm excited to release Aphrodite because it's so good. And I just, it coincides with the show a lot. And then um, my dad and I are going to do a duet, a Christmas song. Oh, really? Um, wow. I, want to do vacation. I, I, I haven't been on a vacation I don't even remember how long. So I really want to take a week and just go somewhere that is a little bit open that I can just relax because I haven't done that in months and months and months. And I'm just ready to enjoy like a holiday, like Christmas and just more of the personal stuff. We've been so busy with the filming and all that. So, What is Aphrodite about, the next single? Aphrodite is about... Um, yeah, it's the next single. And when I say single, it's like, I'm not chasing radio or anything. So it's just releases. Um, but totally. it's about, it's about love too. And it's just very, it's the first song that I wrote and it's, it's pop and it's just, it's like ear candy to me. And I'm really proud of it. I like it. I like it. Well, you need to come back on, you know, when I the second season you. of the show comes on or yes. comes back. Um, is there anything else like we haven't covered that you want to, I always like to give people a chance at the end. Like if I didn't bring something up that you want to discuss. Yeah, I don't think so. I just think like, I honestly just want to thank anyone who's, well, everyone that's been so sweet with our, with our show and that love it. Cause it's been really, really nice. And, um, tomorrow night is absolutely, it's my favorite episode. It's, the family sets me up on all these virtual dates and it, it, it's, we have a family barbecue and then dad is the spokesperson for um, a certain product. And so it's just really funny. Is your father like, well, even growing up, like was your father like hard on all these, you know, fans or these guys that came over to the house? Like, was he like a hard or was he just like lenient? Like, okay, you're dating now. Or was he just like a total hard ass? He was super nice and cool. But there were times, like, one guy showed up with, like, baggy pants and a backwards cap and, like, didn't care. And he called him a punk and told him he looked like shit, basically. <laughs> I was like, thank you. We're going to the movies next. It's, we're also 17 years old. Um, but not really. He's pretty nonchalant about it. But then if he didn't like somebody at all, he would – he wouldn't be mean to them. He would – he'd put pressure on me and be like – this is not working out. I do not like him. This is, I'm never going to like him. And so we just need to move on. And so that happened a good amount of times. That's so funny. Do you, do you do a lot of the dating apps now? The virtual or virtual dates? Um, no, I don't. I'm on Raya. So I just got on there yesterday. I don't even have my account set up, but that's the only dating app. And then date states, I've gone on a, a handful of dates, but I'm not, just because right now I'm, if I get asked out, I got to really, really be interested to go on a, a date with them. And that's happened. You see it on the show a couple times, but yeah. Well, and as the show goes on, like talking about Instagram followers, you know, people might start slipping into your DMs if they haven't if already. You saw my Instagram right now. It is, well, 99% is just comical because it's so bizarre and so funny that the guys that ask me out and the things that they say or the moms, it's moms. They're like, oh, my son, he'd be perfect for you. Or, oh, my nephew. I mean, it is a floodgate of these moms and aunts. And it's hysterical of trying to set me up with their sons or their nephews or whatever. And then I've had probably a few um, people that I'm like, 
okay, I would so go on a date with you, but they're they're not here, so. And it's literally like moms and aunts who watch the show who are like. Oh, they're like my son. His name is Joe and he's 6'3 and they'll send me photos of them and their itinerary and like everything that they, their schools. And I probably had like a thousand messages. Really? Even, I don't know how people are getting my email either, but I've had a lot of emails too. <laughs> Maybe I should change it, but yeah. That's always that's that's funny though that like the mothers are watching the show and now you're getting like resumes at the sons oh like yeah i could have 100 dates a week if i wanted but it's a lot of them are like a little bit crazy like psycho crazy but then the moms and aunts are the funniest ones and you're enjoying your singlehood and you're busy with music and the show i'm so busy right now I, i told dad the other day i'm like i genuinely for the first time in years I'm just busy. I don't even care today. And he's like, well, that's when you're going to meet the one. And you know, it's so cliche, but that people, everyone says that. So I'm like, I'm traveling, I'm working all the time. So I'm just like having fun. That's great. So again, you need to come back on the door is open anytime you would like to love to tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Rachel T Bradshaw. Same with Facebook and same with Twitter. Twitter. Awesome. I really enjoyed chatting with you. I appreciate your time. I know you're busy and keep in touch. Thank you so much for having me. Everyone, Rachel Bradshaw from the Bradshaw Bunch. Take care. Bye, you too. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.